Welcome back to Beyond the Field Podcast. Kane Wallstrom here. We're on uh, lockdown day eight of COVID-19 of our daily podcast. And today um, I thought I would uh, actually recap on what probably some of our leading economists are saying uh, around COVID and around the effects of the economy moving forward um, and also into the housing market. But uh, there's a um, prominent uh, economist who is now independent, Tony Alexander, who has some really good views that I thought I would share. So quoting from Tony's, um, I suppose, latest update, uh, he goes on to say that the large pop, uh, proportion um, of the world's economy is in lockdown to, ver- to varying degrees and the number of uh, infections and deaths from this virus are rising at a rapid pace. We can't really know how things will pan out for our country, but China's timeline does give us some guide. I suppose from the time Wuhan in China went into lockdown on the 23rd of January, daily infection numbers continued to rise for about a fortnight. They peaked then started to decline. This, this appears to be what the government has been working their timelines on as of what we're going through at the moment. <clears throat> Community infections in China hit zero just under two months after lockdown. That suggests that at worst we'll be confined in our homes for two months. At best, it will be four weeks, as per the Prime Minister's um, lockdown protocol. Basically, at some stage in the next four to eight weeks, time will probably be virus-free, apart from returning travellers. As long as they go into quarantine, we're likely to stay virus-free, but the rest of the world will not. It is likely that we will need to keep our borders closed to non-residents until a vaccine is developed. Now, they're talking about this vaccine being 12 to 18 months' time, so... Hopefully something can be fast-tracked sooner, but we're not really too sure. Tony then goes on to say, what sort of economy will we enter into once we emerge from our homes in the next three to seven weeks? So firstly, Tony goes on to say, our inbound tourism sector has completely gone and won't start coming back until next year. Now, that that is true. There's going to be no international travellers coming back to New Zealand. Um, There can be no domestic travelling at the moment, so... Um, that will take a long time to rebuild. rebuild. Some 165,000 jobs will be lost because of the sector's disappearance. So we're talking about the travel tourism industry. There will be another 180,000 jobs, 130,000 jobs or so that people employed on the back of HOSPO that will be lost as well. So we're talking significant numbers here um, that will diminish or, or, or be out of uh, work. On top of that, these, infe- these effects uh, will include uh, business, businesses laying off many people, obviously. But what the government's done is they've sought to mitigate this risk by uh, providing uh, or subsidising wages. So obviously providing um, the 585 a week for every person that's employed uh, full-time and then obviously capping down to, I think it's 385 a week for part-time or, uh, or under 20 hours a week. So the government's trying to stimulate um, or keep people employed in the short time while we can. So they're providing or mitigating those risks. They've also, the government's also come out and um, tried to uh, create a policy where landlords uh, can't evict their tenants for non-payment of rent at the moment. So what they're saying is that they're preventing this by extending the non-clause termination rule to not allowing eviction for non-payment of rent to occur before 60 days as opposed to the normal 14 days that the policy sits at. So again, they're trying to, over this period, um, stop people from being evicted of their homes if they're not paying rent or can't make uh, repayment. So that's another policy that they've sort of put into place. So how does this, I suppose, when we're talking about the housing market, how is this going to affect the housing market and what's going on? 
Um, Tony actually, in quote, I'm quoting Tony here, goes on to say that construction is likely to fall uh, perhaps by 20%. Um, banks are not going to uh, probably put much time into new business or, or, or um, property developments and the cash flows. They're going to really tighten down, I suppose, in the next 12 months and concentrate on their own client base and their own clients and helping them through this tough period. I suppose what gets um, what gets interesting is that um, we have about 600,000 Kiwis plus partners and kids living in Australia that may be unable to access the benefits over there like we have here. So what happens with those Kiwis? Probably over the next 24 months, um, a lot of those Kiwis may come home and may come home to find employment and may come home to be closer to friends and family and access the benefits that they are allowed to in here. So what Tony Alexander is suggesting that sort of mid-2021, you'll see a big net migration shift uh, back to New Zealand, which again stimulates um, the property market because we've got a housing shortage and we'll continue to do so. So where those people live, own or rent. I suppose when you're looking at what what has been set out in the media and everything going around, if we're looking at the positives and the negatives on the housing market. So firstly, the negatives, you're going to have job losses. And what that means is that people can't earn money and live um, it's going to be harder for them to raise a deposit or even obtain credit to get a mortgage. So that may affect the housing market. So job losses, loss of uh, job security. So people thinking, okay, cool, well, I've, I've got a great job. I'm not worried about um, what may happen in the future. My job is stable, blah, blah, blah. The company, all of a sudden, there's a bit of um, uneasiness in, in the industries and unemployment. So they're thinking not long term, they're thinking very short term. So they're not willing to make a big purchase like a house. Um, that could put them under pressure. 200,000 temporary workers um, on visas or foreign visas may not be needed. So again, a lot of stimulus in the economy from that. They may leave our shores um, and not come back. People may look to downsize their houses. So downsizing. So, you know, instead of having a big mortgage, they might um, sell their house, downsize the home, which degrades or, or decreases their mortgage and mortgage repayments. So after a bit more security and, and less outgoings. Loss of retirement wealth. So again, a lot of uh, people that have invested in, in shares and uh, managed funds and portfolios um, have taken a hit recently. So um, if they were going to use those as deposits again or for whatever reason, um, they may not look uh, to, to purchase uh, big assets. Student apartments, again, like foreign um Foreign students will be leaving our shores, uh, so student apartments in the town might take, uh, in the cities might take a hit and go backwards. Airbnbs and all the tourism areas, Queenstown, all these places, um, they're going to be moving to long-term rentals, so the Airbnb market will uh, will drop dramatically. Quite an uh, interesting one, non-bank lenders, so we're talking about second tiers or, or we're talking outside that the main banking space, they may look to downsize or, or retrench um, back into their own market. So a lot of non-bank lenders from Australia have entered into New Zealand. They might uh, infiltrate back and back off to, to the um, back into their homeland. So we might not have access to capital outside the mainstream banks that uh, people have been accessing over the last sort of five, 10 years. Bank lending. So as I mentioned earlier, um, that the current banks may not uh, look favorably to new clients. They might really um, bunker down on their own client base and help them through this tough time. So uh, 
an application or, or a loan that may or a mortgage that may get approved normally may not be able to get approved for, for whatever reason. They may have tighter rules. And obviously KiwiSaver funds. So people's KiwiSavers recently have taken a big hit. And if you were using that as a big part of your deposit or a part of your deposit, uh, all of a sudden that's dropped. So your deposits become smaller, which means your house price has dropped in terms of what you can purchase. Those were sort of just a, a few of the negatives um, that have been mentioned out into the market. Um, and now if we're looking at the positives on the housing market, obviously um, a baby boom generation maybe. We're all um, uh, locked down for a period of time. So there might be a period where we come to a, a, a baby boom where um, families get bigger, need to upsize, uh, need to get an extra ha- uh, need to get a house with an extra room, etc., to house those kids. Low interest rates, massive. We've got low interest rates that are the lowest New Zealand's ever seen. Money's so cheap, sitting around 3% at the moment. Um, that will encourage people to buy. Uh, and, and all accounts, um, people are saying that this may be around for five years, these type of interest rates. So uh, the long-term view um, of that is quite uh, quite favourable to borrow from. Like we mentioned earlier, higher long-term net migration is, is, is key with um, a lot of Kiwis probably coming home to settle down and look for jobs here and, and set up shop. Working from home, this is massive. This is changing. I suppose the lockdown that we're in for this four, six, eight weeks is changing the way we may do business as Kiwis and as the world. And we're learning that we can work from home, we can work remotely, and that um, we may not need commercial spaces or office spaces at the size we had or even at all. And people may invest more into their uh, own occupied homes so that... um, uh, they can get an extra room with an office that they can work from. So again, going into um, upsizing or whatever that may be. Uh, apartment living. We've been, a lot of people have been confi- might be confined to, to small spaces for this lockdown period um, and may get used to it. So again, may buy into apartments. Less outbound travel, again, with border restrictions that will probably go into place. Um, instead of traveling and spending money abroad, we'll spend it here and we might save money. So um, we might put put that into uh, assets like property. Same as we, we've infiltrated into savings. So people are going to be able to save more money because at the moment we can't spend more. Uh, nothing's open. So we actually might save more money and you might get used to that. So that might sort of trickle on outside of the, um, the lockdown period. And a building stoppage. So probably for the next couple of months at least, there's going to be no continuation of construction or building um, any homes. So we're looking at, um, you know, maybe a bit of a frenzy once we leave this lockdown, that uh, there's going to be a bit of a shortage. I suppose if we're looking overall at things, what's out there, we know recessions uh, aren't forever. They're only temporary. So um we will bounce back at this. So there's got to be confidence in that we've been through and, and the GFC was the last one. Um, the support measures from the government is at the moment is huge around wage subsidiaries, business loan, government schemes, all this type of stuff. So trying to stimulate and keep people paid um, through this tough period. The banks are working extra hard on um, mortgage holidays and interest-only loans. So there's no mortgage sales come out of this or foreclosures. So they're really trying to help stimulate that. Um, working visas are being extended Um, and from all this I suppose if we look at the the overall arching is there going to be more of a preference for property in New Zealand even though that's been our main investment tool because of the stock market um, has taken a hammering over this time so these again are views from um, 
the Beyond Film podcast team, the Money Empire advisory team, and also points in here from Tony Alexander, Independent Economist. This is, again, our opinions, uh, our thoughts. Um, it may not happen, but it's just to give guidance out there for anyone that's listening and wants to listen and, and capture a bit of, get a bit of an understanding of what's going on. But um, to all the listeners, again, stay tuned for our daily updates. If you have any questions or queries or need help on anything, obviously jump on www.moneyempire.co.nz. Follow us or jump on our social media channels. Ask questions. Guys, this is a period where if you need help, ask for it. Don't be proud. Get out there and talk to people. Um, and there's always people like us that are willing to, to, to help it or to give a hand. So um, until next time, guys, um, stay safe uh, and be kind. Bye.